Welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Gareth Jones, and this week I'm excited about my BMW 525 SE diesel touring M Sport. But more on that later. What are you excited about, Zog? I'm excited about my new stereo. Oh, what's your new stereo? Well, I've uh, I've replaced the previous 1992 era <laughs> Alpine head unit yes. with a kind of sort of 2005 era Alpine oh, yeah. head unit. Uh, Early adopter. You already know, and, and this <laughs> play, um, does it play like mini discs or something? <laughs> hey, don't, 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 not, don't not mini discs, dude. <laughs> conversation, but, uh, no, but but I, I can interface my iPod uh, with the new stereo right. without the um, slightly awkward, but even if I say something myself, ingenious bit of rewiring that I come up with before so uh, that's, that's exciting that's reason to be exciting absolutely Richard what are you, what are you excited about uh, well I was, I was thinking of something that I was excited about I found exciting a couple of weeks ago I drove that um, Mitsubishi Aikai you know that really oh, zany right. Japanese K-car thing yeah, yeah I I I it's all I was it good uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's still sort of technically flawed, but I like cars that are flawed. Yeah. What I'd like about it is it's sort of like the car that the Smart 444 uh, should have been. Rear-engined, um, clever construction. It's made of aluminium. It's an aluminium space frame. Yeah. So it's quite light, but supposedly very strong. Multipler! Yeah, sort of yeah, like that. That, that wasn't that was steel, though. So, uh, uh, it was a, uh, yeah, it was space a steel frame, space frame. Yeah, yeah, you're right, is, absolutely you know, right. What, what I like about it is that um, it, you know, Mitsubishi sell those funny little K cars. You know, those little narrow yeah. four hundred and forty centimeters width, something, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> six, what is it? Six sixty cc, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and, you used to have um, one, mate. Did it? A, a cappuccino. Oh, well, K car. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. We know the sort of thing that that uh, most of them are just little sort of front wheel drive boxes, like yeah. uh, Daihatsu Shirad, which yep. is a great car, but it's just a little box, front wheel drive, front engine, um, tin box. And what I like about the K car, considering sorry, the I car rather, is that considering Mitsubishi are in financial poo poo uh, at the moment <laughs> and trying to get out of it. That that, that's a motor industry term. Is it? Don't try and yeah. understand it. And Financial. they've spent the money on doing something a bit different, and it works really well. Very long wheelbase for its size, so it rides quite nicely in yeah. town. It's an automatic, but um, it actually that's a good another good thing in, in London. It's not to sixty time. It's tragically bad, but it's not to thirty time. I'm willing to bet is supoib because it just scoots away from the lights. Very low mass. Makes this little growly noise. Very economical. And what it just made me think about is that in this time when cars are under attack for uh, you know pollution and all sorts of evils and piracy and treason and things like that, that yes. you can still have fun in a car that's been very well designed and very, very fit for purpose. And I thought, well, you know, Mitsubishi have sort of taken the smart concept and made it work for a four-door bigger car where smart themselves couldn't. What if they then had another crack at the Smart Roadster the yeah, Mitsubishi yeah, yeah. iRoadster mm. I'd be interested yeah. the Smart Roadster um, is potentially still living on there are plans oh, for AC oh, to build it in well, South that's, Wales that's really quiet. I know I've been reading about it this week there's been nothing really since December but they haven't said no it's stopped but the, it, 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 it may not happen oh, yeah, I, I love the Smart Roadster it's it a really great you know because I had one for a year as a, as a long term yeah, test car from eBay of all the cars that I have uh, owned or run uh, that is the one that I miss the most even though technically it was the most flawed yeah. and I was only looking at them today on the internet looking at second hand ones and thinking mm. I really really think I'm going to buy another one 
one of those. Well, uh, yeah. d- hopefully that you will be able to if they do build what's now going to be called the AC Ace with a Mitsubishi mm. Mitsubishi yeah, yeah, engine yeah, yeah, yeah. in it well, and I, a proper Getrack five-speed gearbox. Well, as opposed so to say. Yeah, but 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 have you seen what it looks like? It, the, the Smart Roaster was gorgeous. An interpretation in the guise of an AC, the AC Ace. It's beautiful. I hope it happens. Mm. The thing that I want to know is, you know, g- given that we're so excited about it, you yeah. know, why did they stop making it? Um, would, because was there really not enough demand for it? Well, this is the weird thing. I, I don't know about the rest of Europe. It didn't do very well. Um, but what was interesting was in Britain, when they announced that they were going to stop making it, demand rocketed, and yes, Smart right. UK yeah. had to beg the factory to make sure the last batch were right-hand drive UK cars, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they, they, they just couldn't get suddenly get enough of them. But that was after them trickling out of the showrooms for ages. Interesting. Yeah. And actually, second-hand prices have firmed up quite, quite a bit now, I think. The, the Brabus ones are levelling around 10. Yeah. You know, they were overpriced to start them. with, but they're, they're levelling out now. And, and, um, you can buy them as well. I was looking online last week. They are around. around. Yeah. Now, yeah. which brings me... This is great that we've started the show talking about lightweight, almost futuristic sports cars, city sports cars. Because the main thrust of what I want to talk about in this particular programme is the 4x4. Now, 4x4 owners and drivers at the moment are getting an awful lot of flack simply because of the choices that they've made. Now, I'll give them some flack. Yeah, there (laughs) you go. Thank you, Zog. I, I will give some of them considerable flack. I will give many others almost no flat whatsoever because there are lots of good reasons for having a 4 by 4 now admittedly I was just up in Wales during the summer staying in a, a kind of farm they have an Isuzu Frontera which they a hopeless road car but he needs it he drives into the fields every now and again and off the track the road and to get to he needs something that can do both it makes perfect sense you know he tows trailers mm. um, if you live halfway up a mountain in Switzerland and it's you, know, you might want a 4 by 4 makes perfect sense you might tow a caravan you might tow a horse box you know they're great reasons you're absolutely you know getting into the issue there that, that some people need 4x4s there is absolutely a place for 4x4s yeah. but it isn't on city streets I, I don't want to be uh, be unfair to, to all 4x4 drivers I'm, I'm slightly caricaturing my own position earlier but you know yeah. they, I, I love Jeeps I love Land Rovers yeah. they're fantastic vehicles amazing what they can do but yeah. to me you know as soon as you stick air conditioning uh, on a 4x4 it's you know you, you, you're going down <laughs> that sort of you know, slippery slope towards some horrible vehicle that is just I don't know. Um, you want to? You know, I realise. You know, I'm 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 on slightly shaky ground if I accuse somebody of driving a vehicle that you know burns more fuel than it needs to and takes up more space on the road than it needs to. You know, cause, cause I'm, we I'm, like fast cars. I'm not driving a moped. I'm you know I'm yeah. I'm, I'm driving a sports car yeah. and you know it, it burns more fuel than it needs to. It's too. unnecessarily yeah. quick and all kinds of stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, the phrase but, unnecessarily quick. I know what you're coming to. My excuse. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. It's beautiful. It you know yeah. you know it. In my mind, it brightens up everybody's day to have a nice sleek sports car. You know. <laughs> I, I cannot see how anybody's day is improved by seeing some horrible, you know, Navara or you know uh, some Amada. ridiculous you know <laughs> KN. There is a whole show there. Ranger of a sport. They're just, they're just horrible. No, get, mm. get off the road. But, but they, they do nothing to justify all of their downsides. Okay, okay I'm going to stop hey, ranting. You know, you were talking about um, uh, farmers and people in yeah. places like rural Wales having four by fours and needing them. Also, 
I think the you know there's this stuff about whole life costs of a car and that running Very an old car topic. can be environmental because you're not scrapping you're getting the most use yeah. of, out of that piece of of equipment if you like um, and I really like that way that I guarantee any time you go to the countryside if you're an urban dweller you go to the countryside you will always see a gloriously shagged Isuzu Trooper Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the BMW Corporate presentation. Thank you, thank you, calm down, thank you. Now, uh, this evening we are going to show you the future fuel technology from the BMW company. In the past, you may be aware that we have pursued the hydrogen route. However, now we have realized that the infrastructure problems with this fuel have led us to a new solution. And this solution is, as I can tell you now for the first time, helium. Helium contributes to the goal of all car manufacturers which is to pursue lightness in all automotive design and helium is the lightest fuel of all as I will now demonstrate it's also a very safe fuel we fuel up the prototype here as you can see the nerd gas there is no possible dangers to the people or the side effects Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, you as well, thank you. Now please to endorse this excellent fuel technology as celebrity guest for the evening. Please round of applause. Hello everybody, hello, oh God, the price is right. Bloody hell, it's Joe Pasquale again. I'm not Joe Pasquale, I'm James Earl Jones. I'm your father, Luke. Uh, uh, yeah, future fuel technology is real. My money's in helium. Uh, oh, oh, I'm asphyxiated. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to launch of Mazda Motor Company's Future Thinking. As you know, our new Mazda 2 is the lightest car in its class. This gives us a strategic advantage for the future. So in future, all Mazda cars will be as light as possible. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's David Evans of uh, Car Auto Web Auto Link yes. UK. A uh, question for you, which is, uh, can you show us an example of the future cars, what you've got planned uh, in line with this lightness philosophy for the future? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, first of all, I would... Hatchback Sporting Coupe Poodle Four by four and finally away. kind of agree on on four by fours you know there's often a good need for them but many people drive four by fours for probably the wrong reasons right now uh, i want to offer up an alternative right i want want to spread this word educate the world hopefully you two guys will agree with me most people who think they want a big four by four need a nice sporting estate right 
Now, the best reason of them all is that for, you know, pound for pound, you're going to get a far more interesting vehicle if you do away with all that useless four-wheel drive and ground clearance that you're just never going to need. Get yourself a second-hand Mercedes estate. There you, you go. Know, there like you that. go. Fantastic. You go. But, oh. Now, it, I, you know, I like to put my money where my mouth is or something like that. But So, I... I, I Got myself a BMW 5 Series Touring for the summer. Hang on, how much money did you put? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where exactly? Where okay. did this BMW come from? From BMW. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I found it cost. Well, nothing actually. Yeah, Wait, was, I'm reviewing it for the program. <laughs> well, no, I, I wrote oh, no, it. No, no, it's right. I'm breaching EU. You put BMW <laughs> money I've got my free I, I wrote to BMW right on the behalf of Gareth Jones on speed and said, "Look, I want to take my kids camping and I want to go and do a whole bunch of stuff with a big BMW estate this summer because I've been looking at some of the uh, CO2 figures and the five series." is about the most efficient of them all. If you want something that has a reasonable amount of performance and and, and satisfies all those needs. And you look at the CO2 savings between getting a 5 Series and an X5 or any other equivalent 4x4. Hang on. Yeah, you know, and you get the benefit that nobody thinks you're a moron for driving it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Guys, I'm on the side of people who like nice cars. Mm. I want you to continue driving nice cars and the way to do it is to sort of just reassess what you think is necessary. I've got some loads of data here which I can't damn well find. Here we go. The, uh, the, The best of the lot, the 520... Right, will deliver 136 grams per kilometer CO2. Right now, the equivalent X series, uh, yeah, the X5. Hang on, sorry about all this data, guys. I've been doing loads of research. <laughs> Believe me, um, is on the other sheet. Coming very soon. Okay, there we there go. There we go. The equivalent yep. X5 M Sport gives you 27.7 miles per gallon and 244 grams per kilometre. Equivalent in what? Equivalent in money? I- equivalent in, in, you know, in performance. If you want something uh, of the same okay. kind right, of performance. Right, right. Because yeah. right? right. um, it's dragging all that 4x4 stuff around with it, you know, you're getting 244 grams per kilometre. The, 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 bigger the, frontal area, yeah. there's a lot more drag. Exactly. Uh, the, the, the car I, w- I was in was uh, getting 171 grams per kilometre. That's a heck of a the difference Big and yeah. something like 45 42 miles per gallon you know mm. diesel well, I mean, you know... Uh, w- Sorry w- to be so boring, but I really believe this. Hey, we're getting to the subject. Yeah. Like, you're quite right that a lot of people think or, or say they need a 4x4, you know, because of the space. They've mm-hmm. got a young family. Yeah. Da, da, da. You know, we'll leave aside the fact that 30 years ago, people with equal-sized families seemed to manage perfectly well without... Well, we used to get a whole family into, like, a, a, a mini-traveler or something. Yeah. 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 Seven yeah. Austin A30. Yeah. Well, but, 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 but to finish the point, um, uh, yeah, yeah, you can get, you know, the same space... In an estate car, yeah, pr- pretty much. I mean, you know, and I'm, they look I'm, I'm cool. Sure, uh, yeah, they're, they're just better. They look better than uh, the saloon. A lot of people also have this feeling that you know a four by four is uh, is a safer vehicle. Mm. Now, I, I don't know what your take on this is, Richard, but to me, it seems that there's there's I mean, there's an odd thing going on here, which is that there's a very s- selfish, if understandable, thing going on. Yeah, that, you know, it, it, yeah, you are safer um, because you're just driving a bigger heavier thing and you know the laws of physics dictate yeah. that when one thing hits another thing if you're on the bigger heavier thing you get knocked about less you get hurt yeah, less it's a thing that people don't realise about those URN cap tests that, that a five star small car like a Yaris or something is only five stars relative to other cars in its class Yeah, uh, and a big car is most likely to be safer than a small car. You just can't beat having an acreage of metal. Well, yeah. I think the point but, but, you're but, getting well, to is that if we all drive lighter all, cars, we'd be safer. Um, the, well, the, the point is that if we're all driving these huge hulking things, then, yeah, it, it makes... It, 
relatively none of us are safer, but also that, that kind of collectively we're all at a bit more risk because, mm. you know, your big hunk of metal 4x4, four four, mm. pedestrians come off much worse in collisions, um, mm -hmm. cyclists come off much worse in collisions. Mm. So they're not, uh, Fewer the, of these the other, car vehicles on the road is a good thing for everybody. They're not, it's also active safety that if you have to swerve suddenly in a 4x4... Four you're the more to lose control, just yeah. the higher centre of gravity. Yeah. Um, and also, they tend to be quite heavy. I mean, that, that Range Rover Sport, which is you know actually quite a pleasant car to drive, it's quite amusing because it's quick. Same is true the KN. Um, but you do have that sensation of an enormous amount of mass when you try and brake from high speed. You're just you're sensing the brakes are trying their hardest to pull in this thing because they're just so damn hefty mm. that in an emergency, just by dint of, like you say, Gareth, the laws of physics, that's just not going to stop yeah, as quickly yeah, without yeah. you really mashing the pedal. Add lightness. Add lightness. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you're talking about the capacity of cars. Uh, before I had this 5 Series, I also had a 325, <laughs> and in that, I managed to get four seats, enough food for four days, two small children in their seats, um, a badminton set. Wait, they say BMWs are badly equipped. You had to bring your own seats. <laughs> four seats, did I mention the four seats? And a seven-man tent and four sleeping bags. So, you know, you don't need a four-by-four four if you can fit that in the, the you know, the three-series touring, which isn't really a capacious estate. It's useful, isn't it? So just reassess what you need. And here's one. Here's the thing, though, right? This is why people buy 4x4s. Violet and I and the kids driving along in, in the BMWs. And said, what do you think, the 3 Series? Which you think? She said, oh, it's good, it's got everything, you know, it's cool, it's good, it's quick, kids are happy, we've got all the stuff in. Just doesn't feel special. Hmm. Yeah, now I was driving a Range Rover yesterday, supercharged one as well, <laughs> which um, after uh, one of my colleagues at Top Gear had put 90 quid's worth of petrol in it, ow! Yeah, now, and, you, now um, you're feeling special. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Well, you feel feel like you've just been specially. I'm not going to say what I was going to say Mugged. because it was rude. Yes, I yeah. said something else that involved bottoms. Um, <laughs> you do feel good in a Range Rover. Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah. you do. And I think it's overlooking, oh, we've said this before, it's overlooking a basic human desire, which is we like to be up high, looking down on things. That's yeah. why the London Eye is a brilliant yet simple tourist attraction, or indeed Blackpool Tire or something like that. Yeah. Because people like to go up high and look down on stuff. We're like cats in that respect. Mm -hmm. If there was a fence we could sit on, we would just so we could look down on other things. And I think you get that sense in a 4x4. Four and your kids in the back can see out more as well. You do get that sense, but we're, but, but we're getting to a paradox here because at the mm. same time that, yes, we absolutely do, we like the elevation, yeah. we like yeah. to be up high, we like to survey everything. Yeah. You know, we also like to be really, really close to the ground. True, yeah. You know, when, particularly yeah. when we're going around corners. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It feels good that way. Yeah, it, so it, there's, there's so a paradox not well, here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that brings me back to my old smart roadster, which the great thing about that was, and one of the reasons it was slightly genius was that even though it wasn't that quick a car, it felt really fast because you were so mm. low to the ground, and it did give yeah. you that, 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 all the sensations you crave in a sports car, even though technically it's not really no, a sports it, car. No, it, it, it is the best urban sports car, you know, that th th I can think of. So it's can you stop speaking, because I will go out tomorrow and just go and buy one yeah, now. Yeah, I really, yeah, yeah. really want one. You know it's going to happen eventually. So, mm. you know, yeah. It's going to come. are buying 4x4s and cars of elevated driving positions because they want to feel special. Because even given a, a great little proper performance touring car estate, like, you know, the 3 Series touring I was driving, 
they didn't feel special. The five we were in felt a bit more special, a bit more room. But, you know, if you want to feel special, you've, you've got to go up. And that's why people are choosing these taller cars. So can I suggest another compromise? If you really can't do a nice sporting estate, because, you know, I took these things off-road and everything into campsites. We, it was wet. You know, we did it. No problem. Don't need four-wheel drive, right? It's unnecessary. If you must go for something, go for your, your what's it called? The quash kai? The Nissan Or dare I say it, right? Buy yourself an old Chrysler Matra Simca Rancho. You know what I'm saying? That's a bit out of left field, right? Because right, it gives you that sort of four by four feeling without the the unnecessary weight of the four by four stuff, like this. And well, not much necessary weight because they've all rusted. (laughs) Those who are left, right? But if you could find one that was left, right? When was it built? Zog 1974, 78, I think. When was the transition to Talbot? Because the early models were cries of the later ones. Yeah, transition to Talbot was about 81. Good land. So, so right, if you could find one that car's been going so long now there's the epitome of the green car for you and Zog I'm returning to something you talk about taking into consideration the initial manufacture of the car when calculating how green it is you know, yeah how I mean old it is. well this is something that, that, that we would before we got down to recording we were just talking about that this is a subject that, 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 that we would like to know more about I certainly mm. want to know more about this because I realise that uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know uh, what the what the carbon footprint of a car's production and uh, life cycle of maintenance and then disposal is, and how that compares to, uh, you know, the uh, the fuel it's going to burn, and and and, and it's just it's that's an interesting, um, interesting thing well, to look at. So, um, um, I, you know, I. I don't know how the numbers stack up, and I'd like to know. I'd like to know. Um, so two points here. Uh, so if anyone knows, drop well, us a line. Well, here's the thing. Uh, what is it, I, I, Gareth? I suspect what's there's the, what's there's the, what's there's the on speed at Jones.tv. That's it. Right. That's Look it. Okay. Yeah. On speed. We've been doing this for yeah. Right. Right to on speed at GarethJones.tv. Yeah. As some people have. Well, in fact, our our listener, our listener has written in. Right, where is it? It's here. Our, our listener, uh, Mark Elvin, has written in, Hi guys, having recently been alerted to the wondrous thing that is the iPod, I stumbled across your show. I'm a former design engineer with Williams F1. Mm. Oh, that's the, a sort of listener. And a split personality petrol head. One side of me loves motor racing and all things fast and powerful. The other worries about the environment. To this end, I race at the weekend and drive a Honda Insight as a commuter car. That's the Honda Hybrid. So he's in the States. He's the kind of man to answer this question. Yeah. Uh, All I can say is love the show. Bloody brilliant. Um, We're allowed to swear in that context, I think. Thoroughly entertaining. Thank you. Uh, Any chance you can make the podcast longer (laughs) is they're far too short. We're working on it. uh, We'll just slow down when we talk. We're working on it. Uh, Some material for your show, uh, he says. Uh, Have a look on Google for the Aptera car. Love to hear what you guys would have to say about it. We've had a quick glance. Zog, did you get an opinion? First from impression was I thought it, it looks to me like a very exciting thing because it's futuristic looking in a good way to me. You know, I'm, I'm, mm. uh, it's it's lightweight and by the looks of it, it can shift. Let's and describe it for those who haven't seen it. It's a trike. It seems to have a particularly aerodynamic shell, perhaps more in the shape of a helicopter cockpit or a very light 
plane. I mean, not an ultralight, but a light plane. Uh, carbon fibre composites, the aerodynamics, it's got an under-cambered section to make aerodynamics, push it forward. It's a bit like Joe 90's dad's car. In fact, the front wheels are kind of on those legs that reach out yep. forward, and it's I, a single rear, like a Grinnell Scorpion. I didn't have a clue what the bloody hell was going on though, on the their trouble. website yeah. there's a video of them testing it around an industrial estate at night yes, bonkers which is weird uh, and so, the engine um, sound was fascinating because yes, I think weird we all picked up on this like if, a jet or a high gas to, I don't know but it sounds like um, a V8 at first and then kind of gets yeah, all sort of whiny I, and, I think it's something to do small, with the it should be a small engine mm, what's going on I don't know I think it's something to do with the uh, Antari Automotive X Prize for a car that'll do 100 miles to the gallon, possibly. I'm going to look more into this and we'll talk about it in a future show. Well, uh, just to recap as well, so on speed at garethjones.tv if A, you know about whole life costs of cars with facts and figures and proper knowledge. B, if you know more about this Antara thing, which we uh, don't. Aptera. Aptera. And C, if you have ever seen a Matra Rancho in the past year or you own a Matra Rancho, please let me know. I am genuinely fascinated to know if there's any left in Britain. <laughs> uh, me too. Loved them. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, a four by four is a very good idea if you live in the country and have snow for half a year. But going out the road and sparking underground and you should drive a cuter car as you run around. Your car for its distinctive appearance. There are other ways to achieve this without massive ground clearance. You don't need a 4x4, neither does your wife. Get yourself a lighter car and get yourself a That's a rider They're using so much fuel Is not just right Oh, the cost of fuel Is way over the top Spending lots on hydrocarbons Has to stop It's far, far worse When your Land Rover is cursed A scientific prediction Inefficiency due to friction Will empty all the silver In your purse It's an absolute bummer Climate change don't mean we're going to get perpetual summer Don't say you miss the warming, but due to global warming When that polar ice caps melt and that tsunami drowns your daughter Only then you'll need a shogun which can wait through three feet off Keep cold wet water Get alive, four-wheel driver, get alive Being ecological is not just for your wife Get alive, Mr. Driver, only a damn fool and his conclusion that so be using so much fuel is just as right. If you really must arrive in a four-wheel drive, then why not choose an option that will keep this world alive? Don't sit in a driving seat, four foot off the floor. Get something green and weeny like a panda four by four. To still enjoy performance There are rocky cars available Which is simply not enormous Get yourself a lightweight car At least so aerial item You'll be green when the light turns green But still be up and out
subscribe to Gareth Jones on Speed at the iTunes store. You can find out more about the show at www.garethjones.tv or email us at onspeed at garethjones.tv Gareth Jones on Speed was a whiz-bang production and was entirely biodegradable. (laughs) 